Hey everyone, welcome back to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host, Fiona Winch, and today's guest is Aiden Fickro. So Aiden and I went to high school together, and she was actually my little sister on the POMS team, which is kind of like dance team meets cheer a little bit, if you don't know. Um, so anyway, welcome to our little family reunion. Aiden graduated with a BS in public health science and will continue her education to become a PA. She also currently works at Georgetown Hospital in the IMC unit with COVID patients. So this episode is a little bit about COVID, um, a little bit about the mask company that she started, and a little bit about Black Lives Matter, which I'll get into more. Um, But I should preface by saying that we were supposed to record this at like 2 p.m., and Aiden texted me at 6.30 in the morning asking if we could move it to 3 o'clock, which was obviously not a big deal. Totally fine. But she didn't tell me until the end of the episode that she had been working overnight at the hospital and didn't get home until 7 a.m. So I just have to give a major shout out to that because I had no idea. Like, I could not tell she was tired. You won't be able to tell she was tired. Um, But I just had to give her the credit off the bat. Okay. I was excited to talk to Aiden, not only because of her work at the hospital, but also because she started her own mask company with over 1,300 now made and donated to anyone in need, and recently specifically for Black Lives Matter protesters. I was lucky enough to secure a safe AF mask, and it is gorgeous and super comfortable, so props to her for that, and check out my Instagram after the episode for more information. And without further ado, Please welcome Aiden. I actually didn't even know that you were working in a hospital, like, let alone with COVID patients until you sent me your bio. So, like, I mean, how long have you been working there? So I started, um, so I started June eight. So it's actually been three months. I just hit my three month. Um, yeah, you I started, started like, June? yeah, I started <laughs> mid pandemic. I know, I know it was crazy, but I mean, like, I don't know. I was, I wasn't really working. I worked on the weekends and then like during the week I would just do the masks and I was like, mm-hmm. I need something to do. Like, I know this is helping people, but I want to be like more involved. And I mean, I'm gonna, my dream and goal is to go to PA school. So I'm like, going to wow. be like in that field anyways. So I like, I don't know it's like it's so you it's not like you were at the hospital and then it hit you you started you just went right in yeah yeah it was it was crazy my my whole family was like are you sure like we support you but you know with everything going on you know it's going to be really risky and it it's scary sometimes but like we're protected and stuff and you know I don't know for me it's like knowing that even like I don't know they don't they don't get to have um, visitors and stuff and like going in with the COVID patients and like talking to them and getting to like, I don't know, just give them company. It kind of like, it makes their day, which makes my day. So it makes doing it and like mm-hmm. gearing up and suffering with like sweating and it like worth it, you know, like I, yeah. I, don't, I just, I love it. I love working there. I, I don't know, it brings oh, me joy to like help awesome. people out. So. Oof. Well, okay. So, so I didn't even realize the mask happened first and then the hospital happened. Yeah. Yeah. The mask was right when COVID started actually. Okay. Yeah. So I know about the masks, yeah. safe AF, but do you want to give a little of the background and insight about that? Yeah. So first of all, with the safe AF, my name is Aiden Fickrew. So that's what the <laughs> AF is, but you can Cute. 
take it as you know how you want. (laughs) But um, so I, me and my family were looking for like masks and stuff. So they didn't want to buy the disposable ones. So I was like, hey, I'll make, I'll learn how to sew them. Never sew. The only thing I've ever touched in my life with a needle was the Good Counsel skirts. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we have those skirts. That was the only thing I'd ever touched. So I started making them and like they, my family loved them. And then I started to pass them out to, you know, like family, like extended family. And then my aunt gave me a sewing machine and I was like, hey, like I'll just do this like on the weekends. And I watched all these videos and then it just like blew up, like oh, blew up, blew up. Like I didn't expect it to be that. I know. know, I I kept seeing your numbers grow. It was like 40 and then 400 and then 1200. Yep. Yeah. I think so. So far it's at like, I've given away about I think 1300. Yeah. Wow. So you're still making them. Uh, Yeah. So I make them right now for my, uh, my coworkers. I have these, I have one right here. Yeah, I do. Well, it's not made. It's okay. But I have these like cute little nurse thingies. Oh, that's so cute. So I make them for my coworkers. Um, But my goal was (laughs) to basically target people or anybody who doesn't have, doesn't have money and needs a reusable mask, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I saw like people selling them for 15 bucks and I was like, I don't have like that in me to charge anyone. And I, you know, I was like, I'm obviously open to donations and I would love, you know, willing to accept them. And then people that weren't even getting masks started donating and it just like that blew up. So then I just bought like a lot of supplies and then we were shipping them out at one point. I like teamed up with my brother's company and then we were shipping them out for free. Like I was paying for the shipping, but with the donations. So everything was paid for uh, by with the donations, but everything was free as well for like the, awesome. the people who got them. Yeah. It was, I love it. I, I'm really proud. Honestly, that's something I can say that I'm like yeah. genuinely proud about. And like, <laughs> no, that's incredible. I mean, you, I, I just can't believe how deeply you just really like dove in with all that stuff. Yeah, and so, fun. so your brother's company, yeah, I was reading a little bit about it and tell me, I, I know that I'm, I know in my head, I know how to say this, but, um, diaspora. I, he says diaspora. I don't know. If diaspora. It's okay. Okay. No, I need, I needed that correction. Okay. Diaspora, um, yeah, diaspora foods. Diaspora foods. Okay. And what I understand is their mission is to bring the, to spread the word and pass down this knowledge of the African diaspora, mm-hmm. um, art and cuisine. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so awesome. he, he started, um, I'm, I'm not sure where, I don't know. I don't want to say anything cause yeah, I don't know where he sure, is sure. right now, but I know, <laughs> um, he started with, uh, his spice, the, the dips, it's like little pieces of meat that you like cut up, but then you put the spices on them. And normally you would get like four different items and they would be like seven bucks each. So instead okay. of doing that, he just like combined it all in one. And like, I think mm-hmm. the bottle was six ninety nine or something. So oh, cool. yeah, you just buy one and like, that's it. So, um, he wants to expand, you know, from like outside of just African and go, you know, bigger, like go everywhere and anywhere that he can get. And like, if people are willing to help, you know, of course, that's always beneficial and helpful. So he's, he's cool. doing well. I like it. You know, he's an entrepreneur. He's an engineer. You both are entrepreneurs. Right? What are you talking about? That's crazy. <laughs> I never really considered myself one. And then I started to do stuff like this. And like, I noticed how much I really do like doing this. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have that creative background anyway. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know if you know, my parents also like they have their own business and like they, they okay. start their I, own store. Yeah. I did know about this, the store, right? Yeah. So that's, so my brother actually sells his spice at the store um, okay. like to spread, you know, the, the like seasoning and stuff and get other companies to want it. But they, their store has been open 
since I before I was born. What, I think maybe. what like kind of store is it? I I have to go. It's it, yeah. I mean, you live like so close to me, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So it it used to be a restaurant, and then my mom had me. So my brother's four years older than me. She had okay. me and was like, I can't do this. Okay. So they made it a grocery store. <clears throat> a grocery oh, cool. store. They were one of the first ones in actually in um, Silver Spring. Mm-hmm. They so right now they just do injera like the flatbread, and then they okay. have like all the spices and ingredients to make the other stuff. But, okay. Yeah, so it's a grocery store and like it's perfectly like set up for him to That's awesome. work there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got like in like a lot of the Ethiopian foods and yep, that's, and the that's co- like everybody who comes in, like when they when they see it, like the spice and stuff, they're always like, Oh my god, like we don't have to spend that much money. Like this is great. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like of course it's it's, yeah. it's worth it. No, and I and I know that there's a big Ethiopian community around here. Yeah, girl, um, <laughs> yeah, no, and and then I was reading more about it and I was just like I was blown away. Yeah. I mean we don't have to get into that. Yeah, that <laughs> but, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> whole thing. Um, but that's that's super cool. And then okay, so back to the masks. Yeah. You also partnered with um like a a donate a sign. Oh, yes. Yes. Um so her name was her her name is Key. So I had reached I think I had just posted something asking everyone and anyone to like send me dm me like different organizations and stuff that were supporting black lives matter because mm-hmm. i was going to donate masks to specific don- um organizations for so that they can like give them out um during the actual marches and stuff okay the protests so i teamed up with her i was i so i really wanted to stick with her for a long time but like with work i started right after so i couldn't keep up with her but i had donated mm-hmm. i think about like 50 to her and her the whole thing was beautiful i girl um, I was impressed by what she was doing yeah. like she was making you know posters and like having other people you like you know bring them in and donate basically posters and water and all that so I don't it worked out really well because she was able to just just first the masks and like mm-hmm. get them to whoever needed them and, um, at the protest so that I, I loved great. working with her she was great so yeah. were you able to like go hand them out yourselves at the protest or have you been kind of steering clear of crowds and yeah such. so i i did the drive um what is it drive by the that sounds weird. i know the, I know. the caravan <laughs> that's what it's called the caravan I, i've said that before too and then like the minute it came out of my mouth i was like this is not right yeah <laughs> not, not that okay yeah <laughs> but we did the like driving one and um i got out for a little but it was just it was too much and yeah. since i do live at home i have my mom my dad my grandma and then my oh. brother so i don't want to like risk it with them i had gone to like maybe one or two um, but I wasn't able to pass them out. Um, what I did do though, like if I was driving by and like, I saw like a homeless person and I had extra masks, cause I usually carry them in my like little backpack. Oh, that's if I had awesome. an extra mask. I would just like, be like, I don't have money, but like I have a mask, <laughs> like if you know, yeah. it's worth something. So. No, that's really great. I, um, my mom and I went to the one in Rockville, but we also, you know, we were kind of there and like seeing how we felt being around people. And then, yeah. um, and, and we ended up like listening kind of from afar and then we did, we took the car around the block a few yep. times, you know? Yeah. Um, but I did, I did also go to DC and see the mural and the the fence with yeah. the signs. And it just like, it hits so different when you're yeah. that close to the white house, like yep. spitting distance. I was, I just like got chills. Yeah. It was, it's, it's insane. Everything it's, I, I don't, I don't like, it sucks to say, but I, I don't like the fact that it's like dying down right now just because of, you know, I mean, it sucks because I do 100% understand this whole pandemic and 
everything just happened and it was like horrible for everyone. But I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't really even know. It's just, it was hard. It was really hard. And like, you know, I have a brother. So like, you know, that hit home, like it really did. So it was just trying to just like, make sure everyone's good. And, and I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. Like, no, I mean, I, a lot. <laughs> I can't even imagine, you know, and, um, in addition to that, I mean, okay, so you're a healthcare worker and you want so badly to participate in this mm-hmm. movement as we all do. Yeah. Um, how do you like deal with or process with all these things happening at once? Honestly, like I, at first I didn't, like, yeah, I was doing so many things at once and trying to balance so many things that I kind of like, there would be days that my mom would like, they wouldn't come in the room because I, you know, I work. So like mm-hmm. they would knock on the door and be like, hey, are you going to eat? I'm like, oh crap. Like it's eight o'clock. I haven't eaten. I should probably have dinner or like something like, yeah. So I, it, I, in the beginning, I was kind of like everywhere. My brain was everywhere. I was trying to do this. I was trying to do that. I was trying to like, this is before I actually started working too. I was trying to get a mm-hmm. job and like, I'm taking classes now too. So it was just like, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm taking classes for PA school. Like it's, it's okay. Everything is okay now. It's yeah. a lot better. It's a lot better. Um, but it was hard. It was, I kind of just like the only outlet I had and like rest time I had was when I got in bed, yeah. <laughs> I got in bed, I would wake up in the morning, like at nine, start making masks and like try to distract myself with some TV, but then like you would get on Twitter or something and see something and just be like, damn, like you're just like kind of sinking, you know, your stomach, your stomach just sinks and you're like, well, this is what we're, you know, dealing with. This is what we're, this is the hand we're given. So like, what do we do with, you know, the cards? Like, <laughs> I know I've, I've felt this like really intense, like responsibility to stay up to date with the news. And I kind of always felt that way. Like even before all of this, I, I, I enjoy staying like informed and all that stuff, but there have been like days or weeks during this where I like see a headline or something and I just, I just can't, like, I just can't listen to it. I can't go on social media for that day. And it's tough because, you know, you do want to know what's going on and you do want to be at the forefront of like helping by whatever means necessary, but it's a lot to process. It is. It is a lot to process. It is. And I, like, I have friends, you know, that are like it's just everyone's handling it differently and you don't really know how to react I think that like a lot of people in the beginning like I 100% did not know like I was just like okay like like I I didn't know like how how to like what was okay like how how could I react that would and it would be okay like I didn't know what response would be accepted so like it just it was a lot it was a lot and as as, like an African-American woman on top of that it's like we're one of the like I'm not (laughs) it sucks but like we're one of the most like hated people you know like mm-hmm. we're not treated the well like as well and that's kind of scary like looking at Breonna Taylor and everything that's happening it's just you're I can't sometimes I can't wrap my head around it and I'm like yeah. I genuinely like get like shook like I'm like is this real like are we really in 2020 is this really happening today like I know and you kind of just I mean yeah it is you then but it is like that's it it just is like Before we move on, I just want to take a brief moment of silence for Breonna Taylor and her family. I hope that they find justice and peace amidst this chaos. Um, 
Black Lives Matter, like Aiden said, and it's not really up for debate. So please keep having these conversations with your families and friends. Um, Like I said, I know it's a lot to process right now. So if you're struggling, please seek assistance. Um, We will get through this and we'll do it together. Yeah, I mean, yes, weird times, not knowing how to respond to anything. Um, I've had some like kind of like anger issues at people on social media or friends and it you know I've kind of had to like stop myself because it never just tells a full story you know it just doesn't and it's not use it's it's not it's not worth it to like lose sleep over but also like I don't know like I was in I know I was in New York at one time at least like in in relation to COVID and um when I was moving out and I got just like I woke up just like paranoid one day and made a chart of like my roommates and like the friends I drove up with and like who each of them was interacting yeah, yeah. with. And just because that's just how my brain works. Um, but it feels like a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> so, you know, that's where like. Yeah, I don't just, write it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like people just don't understand like the domino effects of that. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. That 100% I agree with. Like, they'll think, oh, I'm only hanging out with three people. And I'm like, yeah, but how many people have those three people hung out with? Like, it doesn't matter who you hang out with. It's it's who they hang out with. Like, right. you really don't know. And in the beginning, I will say I was super strict with, like, lockdown and, like, oh, I'm, like, it's so messed up. These people are going out and, like, da-da-da-da-da. But now now it's been, what, month six? It feels like I eight, know. ten. I don't really know. You know what's know. crazy is that Christmas is closer than March, which is – mind-blowing that to is me. like isn't that so weird <laughs> oh my god that's but you you've kind of like let up a little bit yeah um so let up in a sense where like I went kayaking like I'm that's yeah. very that was individual like you know like I'm single like you know I went with some yeah. friends but just kind of going out and like making sure your like mental health is okay because yeah. a lot of people are it's this I think yesterday was suicide prevention like day you know it's an important day to just make sure important period to make sure that your mental health is okay because yeah your physical health very important but like your mental health can like be detrimental to your physical oh yeah and like I've seen that with a lot of patients they'll be like pretty good and pretty healthy but then they're they're like they they, they've given up and when when you see that you see that in like their physical response and the way that Mm -hmm. their body heals and it's like you gotta just stay positive you know I know it's hard everything sucks right now but Like I said, everything happens for a reason. And it, it, I truly believe that like, I stick by that. Everything happens for a reason. Whenever it's the worst thing in your life, it happens for a reason. So you just gotta stay positive and be like making sure that you're staying healthy, you know, exercising and all that fun stuff. Like, so you do need to go out. I think, you know, now a lot of the, the, the doctors and nurses are saying that at this point, it's either we all just got to get it or the vaccine got, has to work, work. Yeah, like I know. Well, I, at least I feel like there's, we know, we have a way better understanding of how to do things safely. Yeah. You know, like I think a lot of March, April, May was so overwhelming because just no one knew what to do or mm-hmm. how to do it. And um, I mean, that kept, I don't, I think in like genuinely in March and April, I feel like I feel like even in May, I feel like May was the first time that I had been like in a store. Like I went to the grocery store mm-hmm. and I was like, so freaked out. It's you so know? weird. It's the first I, time you go out. It is so weird. It's like, yeah, that, that's a human being. Like, are you I, okay? I was like, don't get near me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I always like joke that, um, 
you know, as a grandparent, I'm going to be like, take off your shoes, wash your hands when you come in the house. Like, and the, the, kids are, yeah, the kids are going to be like, oh, she, she survived the pandemic. <laughs> you know? She survived in 2020. We understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, okay. So, but like, so what is your, so when you're working with COVID patients, mm. do they do a little bit of like mental health training or is that kind um, of bedside mannery type? So prior like in general they do teach you that but with the COVID patients since they don't want you to stay in there that long it's kind Mm -hmm. of like do what you have to do in there and like get out I but I don't know I don't feel right usually doing that so like I'll stay in there and I'll like kind of you can't have you know go in there with no gloves on or anything or like you have to gown up and everything but like they don't get to touch anyone you know so like at least like it sucks but like you know somebody like touching them even with the glove on is better than anything like I'll make sure that they know, you know, like, we're here, like, are you okay? Like, we know it sucks right now, but let us know if you need anything, if we can help with anything. Like, if you're stressed, if you have anxiety, well, you know, we can get help and or anything. And it's, it's hard for some of the patients. Um, a lot of the patients that I work with are kind of old and they, they may or may not have COVID, but they'll be really confused. So like, mm-hmm. they won't understand why they can't walk around the unit or like, why, they can't go into the bathroom because like mm-hmm. COVID, like, you know, like there's yeah. just so much that they don't understand. And it's like trying Probably to know why their families it. can't visit them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So luckily, luckily, luckily we, they start um, having, I think it's one visitor per person starting Monday. Um, not COVID. Oh, okay. patients, though. I don't, as far as I know, it's not COVID. It's like everybody okay. else. So my unit has COVID and non COVID. Um, Cause we mm-hmm. have like negative pressure rooms and that's like the only way you can work like best with COVID patients. Okay. So I'm not like 24 seven exposed to COVID, but for a good amount of the night, I'm exposed to COVID. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that like working in the hospital that you, um, I mean, you jumped into this, I'm sure with a, a certain expectations, but is there anything that you learned or experienced that you kind of just like didn't, couldn't see coming or didn't see coming? I mean, like, I came in while COVID was going on, but if COVID yeah. had not happened, I know this whole experience is completely crazy. It's crazy. Like it's crazy for the staff because they don't even know what the heck is going on. Like, right. They're like, it's just so busy. You know, there'll be like one patient coming in and all that. But a lot of my expectations, honestly, they were pretty accurate minus COVID, you know, okay. Like I was blessed with coworkers that I love, you know, everybody on my team is like great. Um, so it's kind of, it's fun. Like I, oh, <laughs> I like good. work. Yeah. So it hasn't scared you away. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, <laughs> not <good>. yet. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I didn't even say thank you. Uh, obviously thank you to you and all the healthcare workers. Oh, <laughs> huge shout out. I mean, you, don't know where we would be without you guys, but yeah. um, I need, I needed to say that off the bat. Oh, no, problem, um, girl. <laughs> no, no, seriously. So are your parents like really freaked out that you're yeah. my dad every day? Like my dad is not the type of dad to call. He's like, like one of those African dads. <laughs> yeah. So he called me today and was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm on my way home. He was like, I don't know. You just didn't answer your mom. And I was like, I'm on my way home, dad. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, I'm just making sure you're okay. You got to stay away from, you know, dad. I'm like, dad, I'm, like, I'm okay. Good. Like, I understand. Yeah. Like, you know, I know you're worried, but they check up on me every day. And like, I keep my distance from them. Um, yeah. If I get food, I'll put a mask on, run downstairs, grab whatever I need. But 
which kind of sucks. Like I had gotten tested and the day I got tested and got my results back, I like gave my mom a hug. I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah, I was like, I needed this. Oh my God. She was like about to cry. I'm like, girl, don't cry. I'm like, don't cry. <laughs> don't cry if you cry. Don't cry. Oh, <laughs> no, that's really sweet. I mean, that's, you know, my, my brother and I are both home now. Um, he graduated in May. So, yeah. you know, virtually obviously, <laughs> but um, it's, I mean, it's been a little bit of a learning curve, learning how to live at home again, even temporarily with each other, you know, like yep. as, <laughs> as 20 somethings. Um, but I think that that's one thing that this time has blessed us with is more time with yeah. people we love. And yeah. I think more genuine interactions too. You know, every time I now see like a friend the conversations are very real, you know, yeah. it's like, there's just no time yeah. for anything else. Yep. It's like, girl, hold on these last six months, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> like, I know. I know. I know. Like it's so much. I know. Okay. So now that we kind of have like a good grip on like what you're doing now, I want to um, backtrack and just kind of see how you ended up here. So you graduated in December. Yes. Yeah. Graduated in December. From Maryland. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I changed the post. I know that. The I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For, for context, okay. I stalked Aiden's Instagram and I saw, I mean, I had liked it in the past, but you know, I was going back to stalk it and I saw a caption she made in her graduation post that said she, um, had changed her major a lot. So yeah, <laughs> I, 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 so I changed my it. major and my school a lot. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I know yeah. I, I think it's really important to normalize that because you know like yeah even now I don't I'm I'm very glad that I majored in theater but um I think especially when you go into like a like a conservatory style program you kind of like have those decisions made mm -hmm. when you're 17 and it's like changing your mind feels like the worst thing you could possibly do yeah and doing uh, it I, so technically I've had three majors, but I've changed technically twice. So okay. doing it twice, I was like, um, am I sure this time? <laughs> okay, so hit me with it. What did you go okay. on with freshman year and where? Okay, Towson, freshman year, I was okay. a forensic chemistry major. <laughs> a what major? Forensic chemistry. Oh, fancy. Yeah. I wanted to be on CSI. I wanted to do all of that. <laughs> I loved it. I, I used to say is, okay, I don't, I, it might sound weird, but I used to say, so I, said, I used to be like, I'm scared to help people when they're alive. So I'd rather help them when what caused them to be dead. Oh and, my gosh. Well, look at me now. It's the exact opposite. But uh, <laughs> good. I mean, first of all, I can't even imagine wanting to do that. So props <laughs> to you because it sounds very scary to me. <laughs> yeah. I took a coding class and I, that was it. I literally, that was the end. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this ever again. I hate my life. I hate coding. In yeah. In like chemistry? computer coding like you need to know I don't know I really don't know and I don't remember any of it I passed and I just walked out yep. of there I was like okay. I hate this place I quit I hate it here I want to go home like, oh. yeah so then sophomore year I went to um, Montgomery Montgomery College um, okay sophomore yeah sophomore year and my major was bio yeah I was bio so I was gonna go to med school that's what I said and then, and then I came to Maryland my junior year. And then, oh my gosh, you yeah. really switched it up. Yeah, girl, I was 
tapping everywhere, like going crazy. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm here. I made it. (laughs) So when I went there, I think junior, mid junior year or starting senior year, I changed my major one more time. Okay. So I went to public health science, but luckily from from bio to public health science, there's like one or two classes that like need to just be switched up. So I wasn't like off that much, but I was. That's why it set me back a semester. But like, I mean, I. Like <laughs> I felt like I was struggling to figure out my credits with just one university, yeah. <laughs> let alone, oh my gosh. Yeah, and transferring all that, that was the worst part. It was just transferring yeah. my like transcript. I'm like, can you just send it? I bet. <laughs> yeah. Was it like nice at all, at least to kind of stay within the Maryland schools? Because I feel like you must have known people kind of wherever you yeah. were. Yeah, so I had, um, I had family actually at Towson. I had a couple friends. Um, MC, yeah, I, I knew everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then Maryland, yeah, I had all of my high school friends were there. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but I just, I think like Towson wasn't for me and I knew it. When I went in, I knew it. Like, I don't know, you just know where, where you're like your vibe. I don't you, know, yeah, but a lot of people know, but a lot of people are scared to do something about it. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know if I would have done something about it. I probably would have just talked myself into it, you know? Um, just as like a, a way to deal with fear. And so I like commend you for making the moves when you, when you knew something was off. Yeah. I could, I could tell, like, I was happy and I love my roommates. Um, what was it? Jenny and Savannah. I'm going to watch this, but I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but we all transferred actually all three of really? us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We love each other and we always talk, but like, we were all like, all right, love you, but I'll see you on the other side of Maryland. So yeah. all of us are like literally tossed around on the other sides of Maryland. So, oh, funny. Yeah. I, saw this, um, I saw this Instagram post recently that was like, gap years are wasted on 18 year olds. Like they really belong to people in their 30s. And I thought <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> I mean, like looking back, like I wonder what I have, what I would have chosen if I took a gap year. But um, yeah. I mean, this feels like a gap year to me, honestly. This is a gap year. This is honestly everybody's gap year. Like, right? That's crazy. Which, in like a way, I feel like people are really having to um, kind of like hone in on what they really like to do and mm-hmm. and would want to spend their time doing. Learn once, new hobbies. Yeah, and learn new hobbies. <laughs> Sewing. You could learn Sewing. to sew. Save a lot of lives. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> so I'm glad this this experience didn't deter you from wanting to be a PA. No, no, I, 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 for people that don't know what a PA is, can you explain that? Yeah, it's a physician assistant. So basically a physician assistant is what it is, but it's a doctor's assistant. So, um, they work under a doctor, they can't have their own practice, but if there is a doctor, I can work under that doctor. But like my physical doctor, like my normal doctor is a PA. So I can work literally in any field in the medical field. Like any, is there anything you're specifically interested in? I don't, okay, I'm not sure, but I was, looking, <laughs> I was looking to go into, um, gynecology, um, specifically, like, I know you can't pick a race, but, like, specifically in, like, um, African-American populated areas, just because, mm. like, the whole African-American women, and, like, when they give birth. Completely like, underserved. Exactly, so, I mean, I gotta help my queen. And, like, <laughs> not believed. Yeah, exactly, and, like, yeah. we're, we're seen as, um, what was the word, dramatic, or really dramatic. Right. And then, you know, they code or they die and it's like, oh, should have listened. Like, yeah. It's really, it's really wild how 
how politicized healthcare is. Yeah. It's really crazy. You literally can't do anything about it. You work in the system. Like, like so that's why I want to work in the system, but like branch out and like yeah. target different populations. And do something about it. Exactly. And do something yeah. about it. Yeah. I was looking at that or mental health, one or the other. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm not really... I don't know. I don't know yet. So I get to look around. So right now I'm, I mean, two great choices. So it does not seem like you could go wrong. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to see. So right now I I didn't even say where I work, but I work at Georgetown um, university hospital. Okay. So with them, I want to like right now because of COVID everything is crazy, but we were supposed to be thoracic IMC. Um, it's what's after thoracic surgery IMC. So what is that, like, in layman's terms, what would that mean? So, yes. So it's for your back. Yes, it's, like, your back, your, um, I think it's the upper portion of your back, but we are, like, the surgery team, like, afterwards. So that's what we okay. were supposed to be doing. Um, so do you do, COVID. like, rehab for those patients? Yeah. So okay. prior to COVID, that was all we were supposed to be doing. But when gotcha. COVID hit, we got every single patient and their mother, like, it doesn't they're not thoracic they're not they are literally kidney transplants liver transplants covid and there's like the flu like there's everything literally i like i don't know why this popped in my brain but that must be like a paperwork nightmare yeah that luckily i'm a tech so i don't have to do all that but the chargers i see her and i'm like do you need help like is there anything i can do (laughs) yeah it's it's wild a lot of work so does the hot okay i'm gonna ask this question because of this circumstance um, my, one of my friends, her mom is an anesthesiologist and, um, helps with COVID rehab in uh, her hospital in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And my friend was telling us how a COVID patient, you know, previously had COVID was coming in for rehab, like came into the hospital, not wearing a mask, like never wore a mask. And like, they didn't make him wear a mask. And her mom was just like, well. Mm-mm. you know I so, would <laughs> nope I'm throwing that's not flying anything. here no oh, <laughs> god no 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 <laughs> like yeah, we could you so, imagine walking to a hospital without a mask like what I you- there was one day that I like I realized that I didn't have my mask in my pocket so I what well, I like opened the door of the building like I opened the door I looked in and the, I, there was like a lady at the desk and I was like can you throw me a mask and she was like yeah you can come in and get it I was like no like throw me the mask. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'll get it. <laughs> I mean, why bother like risking it? I exactly. Guess. Yeah. I mean, literally any risk is a risk. Like yeah. the smallest risk is still a risk. So like it's it's insane. Like a lot of the nurses have sadly caught COVID and yeah. you know, they're back. They none of them are, you know, deathly ill. Like they they're back, they're okay. And I'm like putting them right back into the same situation that they were in. And I, I feel really bad. I'm like I because I know that there's a, there's a whole like mental aspect of it. Like, you know, the impact say, that this it has. has to be like somewhat traumatizing. Yeah. For... yeah. So there's a couple, you know, people that I, I genuinely feel bad for. And when they get COVID patients, you know, I always offer like, if you need help, like, just yeah. let me know, like if I can do anything at all. Cause I know that if personally, like, I think that for me, my worry is not my health, which obviously it should be, but it's not really my health. I know I'm young and I am healthy, but you know, there's, knock on wood you know there's always there's always anything that can happen but it's more so my family so making sure they're okay and like stuff like that but that's how I feel I'm I'm way more scared of giving it than of getting it yeah yeah and I wouldn't even like not like I wouldn't 
I've seen people getting mad at like the people who are giving it to them. And I'm like, you really can't be mad. I know. Because you put yourself, first of all, you put yourself in that position. Second of all, you can't really do anything. I mean, you're protecting yourself as much as possible. But at that point, if you're still doing, you know, following all the rules, the CDC rules and everything, and you're still getting it, it just, right. it just happened. Like it, it just, doesn't, yeah. It's like, it's this weird thing where some of it, of course, is like trust. And then some of it, like, that doesn't matter. You know, the virus doesn't really care about that. It does not so, give a crap. <laughs> like, it's weird. Yeah. It's not, it's not, that's what I'm saying. There's so much that I feel like we don't know and that we're going to definitely learn more about in the next coming months. Honestly. Are people always like whispering about vaccines? Yeah. 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 They're, any hot insight? <laughs> I mean, I know that they're starting phase three um, yeah. in the vaccine trial. So that means it's coming soon, hopefully. I mean, the thing is, I love the idea of a vaccine. Do I love the idea of a, me taking it as a first, you know? Was, yeah, a fast track. Yeah. I don't. And I yeah. don't love that idea. But as a healthcare worker, it's like the flu shot for us. You have to get it. So Unless there's like medical, you know, justification behind it, like you have other issues, but I'm trying to see, like, yeah. I want to see how these trials go and stuff, but. Are you scared of, of people like resisting it or you just understand? Um, I mean, I feel like there's definitely going to be resistant people. Like there is with everything, but. I mean, some people don't like vaccines in general. Exa- yeah. Yeah. That the is anti true. The anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. And. I really want to see where, what they do with this because (laughs) like it's airborne. It's, I mean, I honestly, I don't even at this rate, like you don't know anything about it. So yeah, like you you can't protect yourself and you can't send your kids to school because your child could have it. And that's like it. Don't even get me started about the schools. So my mom has been um, an English teacher for the past 36 years for high school. Mm -hmm. And she retired this year because she was like, I don't even, they just, they can't figure it out. And I don't really want to be a part of that. Um, Which was, you know, a shame because she didn't get like the closure that she deserved or wanted, but it's also like at what cost? Yeah. No. And I mean, in addition, very glad I'm not in school. I, you know, I do feel bad, very bad for like all the people our age who are just kind of like getting their lives started and like have kind of had to, you know, change a lot of things Mm -hmm. about that plan. Um, but oh man, do I feel worse for the kids in school? Yeah, I do too. My whole school issue is like, I've worked at a daycare. I worked at a daycare since I was 16. And like, that was my job for about like six years, I think. And are, you cannot at all whatsoever in your right mind believe that a child will wear a mask <laughs> and keep it on. 100%. Right. They right. can't keep their shoes on. What makes you think they're going to keep a yeah, mask yeah, on yeah. their face? Like, right. literally, they can't keep shirts on, pants on. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not going to happen. So it's like, and you see like pictures and videos of like little kids, like when they're out, like licking poles and kissing each other and like you right. know, cute and all that but like corona like i know i know i know so sending kids to school right now i'll put it out there i'm super against it i don't care like i'm against it I understand. say it yeah, <laughs> louder for the people in the back right yeah like i know it sucks i know times are hard but health over you being stuck at home with your kids yeah yeah and i've, I've seen like posts that are kind of highlighting how you know 
this is pretty pretty typical of our country to learn how to live with a pandemic rather than try to get rid of it. You know? Yep. Very American like <laughs> American. <Very, laughs> yeah, it's very American like. Yeah. So I don't even know. Power to you though. Thank you so much for doing what you do and, and hopping in the fire when you did not have to, you know, you, it's not like you were there before and you just had to stay like you went straight for it. Yeah. I thought it would be the best time to like, you know, help. Like it was the, I mean, like they needed workers and I had my certificates and stuff. So this has got to be like super valuable train i mean yeah i can't even call it training because you're like working but yeah it is very very valuable work and like to be able to say like i worked through a pandemic and like you know i was able to experience like all the different issues that came with not just covid but like when they had covid and another illness and like how to treat those illnesses and it was just it was crazy do people have like a hard time differentiating between what might be wrong with them um yeah but like usually so since we're intermediate care, so IMC, sorry, I didn't even say this earlier, IMC is intermediate care. Okay. Um, a lot of the patients that come in that do have COVID have other issues. Like they're okay. not strictly there because they have COVID. They're like, they might have a cough or a fever or like, you know, low um, oxygen or something, but there's- You don't have like ventilators in your- No, 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 not yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Our unit is maybe oxygen. You might have oxygen or like a mask, but nothing to where you're like on life. Like that's usually, I think I um, ICU and- Gotcha. Yeah, like intense, intense. Sorry, all these hospitals, the hospital, I mean, I study theater, all the, (laughs) yeah, like, like, I see you, yeah, 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 (laughs) right over my head, Um, but that's good then. Yeah, yeah. That's good, because that's one thing that we've talked about, too, is, like, when, when flu season comes along, and, like, telling a difference, or I've even had, like, you know, I've had kind of, like, bad like anxiety or paranoia that I, I feel like I'm going to make myself sick. And then I'm like, did I catch it? Mm -hmm. But like, I'm just putting myself in this position. It's no fun. I've done that to myself. I did that to myself recently. I went and I don't know, I don't know what happened, but whatever, maybe I think I had like a cough and I coughed and whatever. And I was like, "Hmm, hmm." Um, (laughs) I looked around and I was like, okay. And like, then I started to think more and I was like, it's I'm not, a it's not funny. I was at work. It's not funny. It's I was at work funny. and I got hot and I was like, okay. And so I went and got tested and they're like, you're fine. I got tested three times. And then I did one of like the spit one. Yeah. I did it a bunch of times. Cause I was like, I want to know, no. Yeah. And they were all negative and they were like, yeah, you can honestly make yourself sick. And I was like, I did. I 100% made myself sick. 100%. Like, and it's like, and then you're just like kind of spinning in circles of like, what, what's going on? Like, yeah, what do I do? Like, it's negative. But and then like the only solution to not be sick is to like calm yourself down. But it's like, you're, you're feeling sick. So yeah. how are you supposed to be calm? Like, I'm not calm at all. Yep. When I actually went to get the test, um, the lady had said, um, so I had to go since I work at Meds, it's MedStar, like Georgetown okay. um, University under MedStar. Mm-hmm. Since they are branched under MedStar, I had to go to any facility to get tested, but MedStar. So when I went in, she was saying how a lot of the people, the um, co-workers and workers coming in um, were negative, but they were like really sick. So mm. she was saying that they think that there's something else going around, but like there's also a lot of false positives going around. So that's why it's like really tricky and you got to just get tested. I mean, yeah. if you're scared, go get tested. That's my thing. If you have any concern, any worry, just go get tested. I mean, well, you know, it's like crazy is that 
we had a very hard time a few months ago because our insurance like wasn't covering any facilities in the area but like it's so frustrating because it's like but they would cover it in Pennsylvania or somewhere else but like you know state by state the rules were different um and if you don't have insurance it was costing like 60 to 100 dollars oh my gosh so it was like yeah it was it was frustrating because my brother had just come home from from school from in like May because like he graduated he was up at his house up there and um came back and we were like what well what are we supposed to do and then of course it was like seven to ten days and we were like "Uh," freaking out there was was a couple rapid ones like there was one by my house where they had like a drive-by drive-in <laughs> a drive-in and they it was in your car you know you just did it yeah. and they give you the rapid result either depending on how early you came in that day or the wow next really day. i got my results i think the next morning they called me and was like oh great okay. so i mean they're better now like they've yeah. finally figured out i think how to do the test themselves so mm-hmm. they do it at their own facilities um yeah. but at first it was just like you know, you're just sitting in your own stress, trying like, seven to ten days, not knowing what is going yeah, on with your body. Yeah, and the thing is, within those seven to ten days, say you right. got in contact with someone and say, let's say you you didn't even have it, say you were negative when you took that test. Right. Got and in contact you, with someone, they mm-hmm. gave it to you. You're positive, but your test says you're negative. So that's like the, the one horrible thing that obviously you can't fix is that the test only tells you right now, this moment, this very second. It doesn't tell you five minutes later. It doesn't tell you anything mm-hmm. else. It's like up until that point, it's not even like an antibody test that shows you if you've had it. And there's been a lot of cases and that even we've seen where a patient tested COVID positive for COVID mm-hmm. in like June or not June in like, I think it was May or something. And she came back, all the tests were negative, And then they did it one more time and it was positive. no no they were like we don't know if she got it again or if it's like you know the sign like just one of the Mm -hmm. like false positives yeah like we don't we really don't know so like you know you got to treat it like a covid patient and that's how we do it we 100 will treat every single like there's so there's something called a pui so it's a patient under investigation so say i go into the hospital and i have a cough like they'll because that's a sign for covid they'll um test me for covid and if it's Mm -hmm. negative they're not gonna they're not gonna like just like let me go free. Like, you know, they're not just gonna yeah. send me into the room without any like signs or anything. So they'll put you in a room, they'll mark you as PY. You still, I as a tech would still have to gear up like head to toe. Mm-hmm. And then once you get that second ret- test um, get back, if it's negative, they're like, you just wear your mask and your, your goggles and then mm-hmm. you go in like with your gloves and stuff. So they do, they do try to like, you know, keep us as safe as possible, but like, it's the test. It's literally just, if the tests are inaccurate, it's like, who are you going to blame? No one. Like you literally can't do anything at this point. Like they're trying. Right. 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 Oh man. Well, it's just, it's just scary. And I mean, I do have to keep reminding myself, like you said earlier that, you know, things happen for a reason. We do what we can on a daily basis and having that trust is hard but i think i would go crazy otherwise yeah yeah you just got to make sure you're keeping yourself protected and like washing your hands and all that fun stuff like that's literally all you can do that's yeah that's it so that's what i'm gonna keep doing until this thing is gone and i know it's not gonna be gone gone but until it's better 
I know. Well, I'm very excited at the potential of having you as a doctor, physician, whatever you end up doing is I (laughs) definitely feel safe in your hands. Um, And I really appreciate all the work that you're doing now. So if there's any like final thoughts you want to leave everyone with or any social media I can plug for you, please. Oh yeah. So um, I still do masks here and there. Um, It's slow. I run really, really slow. I work um, days and nights. So my schedule, like I got home at 7 30 this morning from work i worked the night shut before. up yeah i did you didn't even say that Aiden. i know I didn't, I didn't want to say anything that was oh like, no <laughs> you no, should because, be asleep no because all week i've been working but like my my sleep has been so messed up that like i wouldn't have you know knocked out anyway so okay fine no it's fine i'm gonna i want to sleep sleep tonight and like try to set my schedule back okay good but since i do still make them i do want to say like if you're in dire need of a mask and you know you don't care about what kind of design it is, yeah. let me know, DM me, and I will do my best to get them out to you. Um, my Instagram is A-D-E, it's Aiden XO, A-D-E-N underscore XO. Um, I don't use Twitter for all that other stuff. My Twitter is a little crazy. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for everything and for giving us a little insight into your life and your journey. Um, I really appreciate you being so generous with your time of course thank you so much for having me i loved oh my god talking to my big sis because i know (laughs) i know we didn't even cover that she's my palm's big sis guys yes what was the the cbt yeah (laughs) okay i love you so much it was nice i love you too thank you so much for listening to thoughtful intentions i'm fiona winch and this was eden fickrow If you liked this episode, please don't forget to like and subscribe and check out my Instagram to keep an eye out for more. Bye.